Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga, and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes, and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. When we think about the principle of Shiva, it is the principle of dissolution, the principle of pure bliss beyond form is coupled with the principle of dissolution. And so dissolution, you would think, because it's often called destruction as well, doesn't sound all that great, does it? doesn't sound like a very divine kind of thing because creating is far more user-friendly and even maintaining things like Vishnu does is certainly something you can go, yeah, well, I can see that. But sometimes it's hard to understand the role of the divine in destruction and death. However, you don't have to think too long on it before you realise that everything has to exist in cycles, that you can't have new beginnings without there being an ending that gives rise to a new beginning. And so it seems to be the case that most people are much better at beginnings than they are at endings. Most people get excited about the prospect of some new thing starting, be it a relationship, be it a business opportunity or a friendship or a hobby or a resolution, I'm going to do this, and we get all gung-ho about it and... (laughs) It's kind of the easier end, actually, of the cycle. A lot of people who are very full of the energy of beginning things, the Brahma cycle, are not so great at looking after the things that they've begun and maintaining them. And I'm sure we've all been guilty of that at some stages in our life, that we, even with the best of intentions, we just don't keep up with what it is that we thought we were going to do, let alone when it comes to letting go of something. And letting go, truly, I think is one of the hard things, don't you, about life. Uh, Letting go entails a surrender and moving into something beyond what we've experienced thus far and therefore unpredictable. And egos don't like unpredictable. You'll find that an ego is more likely to want to put up with something that's pretty half-baked rather than go through the process of change. And that attachment is one of the egoic uh, issues that we're all, in one way or another, working through in our lives and attachment of course can have some positive things because we tend to look after that which we're attached to we tend to protect it and preserve it but it can have a a sort of a a negative energy uh, attached to attachment as well where it becomes a burden and where it becomes something that holds us back and we can get attached to all kinds of things. Uh, think of addiction as one of the ways that attraction, attachment happens, but there are other ways as well. 
and you might want to think it in your own life, has there been anything that you would prefer to let go of or transform into something completely different but you feel quite resistant to doing so? So just think about any area of life where that might be something that one could experience. I mean, we all, we've all experienced attachment, haven't we? And then when you read in a spiritual book, oh, just let go and flow, let go and flow, most egos will instantly go, <laughs> and the last thing they want to do is let go and flow. Letting go and flowing might involve things like forgiving Um, not being attached to worldly possessions, not being attached to status or achievements thus far, wanting to be recognised as the person who, uh, insert whatever you like, you know, the reputational thing that I need to be recognised and we can be attached to any of those things. And to the ego it makes perfect sense, but to the higher soul, these things can be like millstones around our neck because whilst the ego's journey is about protecting itself and looking after the body while we're here on earth, which we need, the soul's journey is about the getting of wisdom and those two things don't always coincide and the getting of wisdom can be something that requires us to really take a good hard look at something the ego might hold dearly. And any time you go through a major transition, these factors are likely to be in play in your life. A couple of comments coming in. Uh, yes, the ego becomes obsessed with what we're trying to shake off. That's true. And another says, after a month of unhealth, I must be addicted to health. I'm ready to let go of unhealth. Yes, that's the sort of thing. Pretty much any positive end of a polarity, the ego would like that to be the way everything is. Any negative end of the polarity, the ego would not like it to be like that. It prefers it a different way and sometimes very voluble, volubly as well. There are times when through fate, through karma, through habit, through through the, you know, the limitations that exist within the human form, we can get to a stage where we absolutely know that we can't do whatever it is by ourselves, that we struggle. And that struggle is the quintessential struggle of your higher soul and the ego. In the Christian tradition, it's often depicted as the struggle between Archangel Michael and the demon. And Archangel Michael's got his big sword out and he's, he doesn't actually cut the demon. He's just got his foot on him and his sword. He's not destroying him. He's just subduing him. And I think that's a real key for the understanding of all of this stuff, that in the development of our spirituality and the purity that comes with time, processes, mistakes, fixing stuff, you know, all that, some kind of purity comes that wasn't there before. Often the ego will utilise one of its favourite tools 
which is justification for whatever it wants to do, rather than embracing surrender or letting go. And I'm sure that somewhere in your life you will have experienced that because we're all human. doesn't make us bad people, just means we're humans on our journey. That our energy and our consciousness can get so locked into the way we've perceived things, so locked into whatever we've been attached to, that we can't see all the blessings that are actually all around us and we're, we're almost immobilized by it all. And at other times, uh, we just kind of give up because we've tried whatever it is before and it hasn't worked. So we've just, we just give up now and just sort of think, oh, whatever. And so if the ego can't dominate and win, it will just want to just in a passively aggressive way kind of give up. It's not really giving up. It's just fighting in a different way. But where Lord Shiva comes in, is if we can sincerely say, hey, what I'm dealing with is too hard for me. It is something that is so entrenched within the shape of my egoic structure that I am powerless to actually do anything about it. I'm powerless to stop my angry outbursts. I'm powerless to stop drinking. I'm powerless to stop judging everyone all the time. I'm powerless to whatever... Thing has been the bane of your spiritual life, whatever it is, then surrendering to the divine is actually a really good strategy. And in that surrender, we ask that the divine do it for us because we can't. And so there's a sense I've had in the past that sort of a metaphor of how it's been for me is that I feel like I'm on a horse that's galloping wildly in some direction, possibly that I don't want to go in. The horse is out of control. I'm clinging on. And then, wouldn't you know it, right in front of the horse where you can't turn around, where the horse isn't going to be able to stop, is this massive jump. It's like, right, I'm going to die. I'm not going to get over this on this horse. The horse isn't going to get over this. We're all going to die. And then you kind of have this feeling of such anxiety or such struggle or such um, heaviness or almost depression even sometimes that you feel like it's hopeless, whatever it is. But if you can in just if you can just surrender to the divine and say, help, would you please help me? This is too hard, and really mean it from the bottom of your heart, then the most amazing things happen. And what I've experienced time and time again in that situation is suddenly I'm on the other side of the jump and I don't know how I got there. It's as though, oh, I look back and there's that big scary jump, but I've jumped it. Well, the horse has jumped it. The divine pulled us over it, whatever. And everything feels different. And I feel like I've attained some mountain climbing a sort of event and um yeah and you just can never know how did that happen well it happens through divine intervention that's a real thing you may have heard me say in the past that when it comes to the development of our consciousness that the pillar of light is very relevant to it the pillar of light 
is connected to your higher soul, connected to the whole of the universe, connected to the earth and connected into your ego. But it is the font of your consciousness and your chakras hang out of the pillar of light and each of them is a center of your consciousness. And these things hold the essence of who you be. The more we develop the pillar of light, the more it is that we can well, we're working on it ourselves to do the developing of the pillar of light and the divine is working on it from the other end. So from this end of the pillar of light, we do what we can with spiritual practices, dharmic action, and by that I mean the responsibilities that one has or the duties that one sees that one has that arise from one's conscience and, and goodness, we do that, but we also do our spiritual practices. And then for every bit we do, the divine will do 10, if you see what I mean. And in the, in the literature about Lord Shiva, he's often referred to as Lingaraja. And Lingaraja means lingam. And lingam is a pillar. And it looks very phallic, actually. And to many people, it's a phallic symbol and it's a tantric symbol. And the yoni, which is the feminine, is wrapped around the lingam in many of the um, statues and things. Have I got one here? Yes, I do. So this is what I'm talking about, is this this shape of um, the lingam and the yoni. So that that is a... Um, that's actually a, represent, a symbolic representation of Lord Shiva. And then you'll often, often see them with this additional piece on, which this one has. I've just got to get it back on again, which is the um, symbol for Kundalini or Shakti. And the, what, what this symbol does is, is it, um, it signifies how through the opposites of masculine and feminine or that what happens through the Shiva and the Shakti is that there's this transformation that takes place where where when the all the cobra heads come alive above our head it's actually just a symbol of the whole of your crown chakra erupting in divine splendor and this vast consciousness that comes to us that is different to the singularity consciousness that we've held before that if we don't practice letting go we can't release the singular consciousness of the individual to have it replaced by the divine consciousness of the oneness. And so there's surrender involved in that. And the surrender, I suppose, in a way is I, me, my, suddenly stops ending at the skin and starts to to embrace the whole of creation. And so everything becomes something you care about. Everyone is someone you care about, just like you would care for yourself. When you embrace the divine consciousness, instead of there being a few people around you that you care for deeply, there's a sense of caring for everyone. And that's a very high level of consciousness. And this is something that we're all in our own way working towards. And the play of light and dark, which we're going to be talking about more in the Life Beyond Form program that's coming up in April, that play of light and dark, um, it's the making of us, actually. 
And you can't get from where we are, having volunteered for the journey of coming into the creative realm that is the human existence, to get to get back to the universal consciousness re- requires letting go. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com. Daddy.